Hi, welcome to Stat Sisters. My name is Carrie, and I talk each week with my sister Erin about all things nursing, with the occasional Harry Potter thrown in. We talk about the nursing topics that you care about. We also chat about nurses in the news, and most importantly, answer your questions. Hello, dear sister of mine. Hello, Carrie. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. We're gearing up for like last week's school. Kids are all excited. And it's, um, I like, I, I, here we go. I put fudge pops on my shopping list. Officially means it's almost into school. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love fudge stay. pops. They're I so know. good. And then I have to hide them. <laughs> I'll find them. <laughs> I meant from the kids. Oh. <laughs> or you. Well, I feel like a kid when I'm eating one. I know. I always flash back to like summers. We never we didn't have them in our house. Like my parents didn't ever buy them, but my granny did. So when we'd go to Missouri to visit granny, like that was just part of summer. So yeah, I always mean. think of that. So I love it. Plus, I just love fudge pops. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really excited. It's the last week of school. Why is that, Carrie? Because I just like it when the kids are off school. I do too. I'm not one of those moms like I get depressed when they have to go back. Yeah, I would. I say in the fall, but we know they don't want to go back in the fall. <clears throat> like I don't like it at the end of summer when the kids are back in school. I miss them. I know we get to see them more uh-huh. when they're out of school. Um. I do like the routine yes. of school, but definitely like we every year we make a list when we're approaching summer of all the things we're going to do. Oh, that's a good idea. And we just mark it off. And like for the last couple of years, we've done a lot of museums, mm-hmm. but now we're in a whole new town. Boom. Start so. fresh. New bucket list. <laughs> yep. So that's, that's what I like to do. And then we always have the Halsey Summer Reading Challenge. Yes. And I don't want my kids to learn anything over the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Um, <laughs> a- um, Andrew is not looking forward to that. Oh, poor little boo. He's like, oh, it's summer. I'm like, that's what we've been doing for your life. More than a decade. So we're going to be doing it. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> and I'm like, reading. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, and I'm not quite ready. I'm not ready for it to be summer yet because it's just barely getting to be spring so I'm just but I am ready for the kids to be home and just all that fun stuff but I guess that means it's summer too so I'm not ready for that part I am I'm uh, freezing <laughs> this is true you're kind of silly <laughs> I'm so cold <laughs> you need your thermostat checked okay I have hypo uh glyce- no thyroid I have hypothyroid <laughs> like I don't think you have hypoglycemia sometimes <laughs> oh, you're a nurse. <laughs> like, I have a hypo something. <laughs> so anyway, we are doing our series on getting jobs. Yeah. Our career Tell series. You. And so this applies to new grads and to, you know. I hate my job. More, I want to work somewhere else. Yeah, those people. <laughs> <laughs> or I just need a new a new uh, career. I need something else. I need to change it up for whatever reason. You, Big or small, we got your back. Yeah. And so this week we are talking about the actual application process because this part stinks. People don't like it and it's long. It's true. And it's terrible. And yeah. I haven't ever seen any platform online that has been very user friendly. No. I'm like, 
Every time I have to, even it changing within the same hospital that I've been with for years, it's just painful. You can't just, oh, it's just, I, I, thinking about it is getting me down. <laughs> okay, well, let's bring it back up. Moving on. So, um, it can be frustrating and you have to do it a lot. You need to apply to a lot of places and a lot of jobs. Yeah, if and they're it's not copy and paste. <laughs> it isn't, unfortunately, but but it could be. It, yeah, it could be. Tech people out there, invent this. Seriously, IT, get on that. Um, if you are applying, say you're applying for a med search position at a hospital, and that's what you want, do not apply for one. Apply mm-hmm. for every single different requisition number. Because once they fill that one, that's it. They don't look at your resume anymore. It's not like... Good point. You think that they'd be like, oh, well, we filled this one, but maybe she would like this one. It doesn't work like that. No. So fill them all out. You have to do it. I'd say don't let the shift kind of deter you. Honestly, multiple times I've applied for a night shift and been offered a day shift. And planning on working a night shift or vice versa. Some are going to say, no, you really do have to be a night shifter. Why are you applying to this? But don't let it deter you because a lot of times positions are fluid. Mm -hmm. And that's something, especially in the hospital, that I've learned because... It's such a long process for them to put in the rec, to get the FTE approved, FTE meaning the job position, um, the employee to be approved, and then actually applying. What does an FTE stand for? Maybe we should clarify. People don't know what that is. Fire to appear. Oh, wait, no. (laughs) Something else. (laughs) It's full-time equivalent, and it's just a fancy word of saying it's a position. Yeah, you could have different levels of FTE. Great. That's we're not, all. We're not explaining it again, but I remember. <laughs> but it is, it's quite a process. And a lot of times by the time we're actually, you put in the rec, you get the FT approved, it's posted, you get applicants, and then you start the interview process because that's way down the road. Maybe things have changed on your floor. Maybe you thought you needed a night position, but somebody shifted or somebody moved to another unit. <clears throat> anyway, my point is don't let that be a deterring factor where you're absolutely like, nope. Can't even look into it. Look into it. Worst thing, you're going to go, you're going to apply, and then you'll say no thanks. Right. And they'll be very clear in the interview, or they should be, Mm -hmm. to say, no, this is a night shift position. And then at that point, yeah, then you can say, oh, no. Don't ever take a position thinking that you'll work there for a couple weeks and then be able to go to days. Oh, geez, no. Good luck with that. You would not believe how many people. Weeks? Yeah. Like, you didn't mean to say years, right? No, weeks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I was very, very clear that it was night shift, and it would be night shift for years. Right. And then within, like, before they're even off orientation, they're asking to go to days, and then they're unhappy. Like, they were, yeah, they're like, they want a day shift. I'm like, if you want a day shift, please, please listen. If they're saying it's night shift, it's night shift. Yeah. <clears throat> but at least look into it. Yeah. Or at the very least, ask the recruiter. <clears throat> because a lot of times, like Carrie said, there'll be multiple recs posted on the same floor, and some will be a night, some will be a day, and maybe they filled one and not enough. Ask. Yes. Ask. Don't just be like, oh, no, not for me. Scroll down. Yep. Apply for, apply for them all. And then if you're fantastic, and you really, it is maybe that night shift, that dreaded night shift we keep talking about, and you don't want it, hey, guess what? Next time a day shift comes up and you reapply, they're going to remember you. Yes. Yeah. That can be bad too. They will remember either In way. In a good way. <laughs> if you are good. You're if you're good. bad, don't even bother. <laughs> if you're bad, 
You haven't been listening to us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you mentioned recruiters, and I want to talk about recruiters a little bit because they're kind of a a mystery if you haven't worked with one. I was going to say, golly gee, Carrie, what's a recruiter? (laughs) (laughs) So there's different types of recruiters, and you might be talking to the hospital's recruiter, and they are employed by the hospital at their contract or they're actually employees, and their mission is to hire people for the hospital. Yep, period. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking the Army recruiter. I mean, you could be talking to that one too, I guess. Yeah, you can be a, an Army nurse or Air Force nurse. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't. We weren't like saying... They're not a sponsor. You have to go to, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you have to talk to the recruiter first. Go to the army store. <laughs> the recruiting the army store. I have a recruiting center. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's that type of recruiter. And you don't have a choice, but you need to, you have to work with them because that's how the process is. Sometimes they're not called recruiters. They're called um, talent acquisition or oh, just human resources. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they're recruiting you for the hospital a different type of recruiter is a third-party recruiter and so these are the ones that you need to be wary of just be careful they could really help you or they could really sink you so a recruiter so you're going to get a ton of unsolicited inquiries from third-party recruiters because their job is to plug nurses into open positions at different places. And and they get paid a percentage of your first year's salary. Um, It doesn't come out of your check, but whatever, like the first year, like whatever you're hired at, they Mm -hmm. get a certain percentage that's negotiated with um, the hospital. So, their motivation, you should always look at people's motivations. Their motivation is to plug as many nurses into positions as possible. And so, some of them are really, really great to work with. And they really do care about their work and, and getting a right the right position mm-hmm. for you and making sure you're the right fit for the hospital. But you don't know that from just an email. Right. And... Um, some things that I learned, luckily I worked with somebody really great and shared a bunch of um, information with me about recruiters. Um, don't ever give your, because they're all going to ask for a resume. Once you give them a resume, then they're basically, you're basically hiring them to work for you, to get you um, a job. And so... That's sneaky. It is. And so you can actually... Um, if you give them their resume, then they're like basically um, given permission to negotiate you. for you and everything. Not all hospitals work with third-party recruiters, and if you, they're if you're being represented by a third-party recruiter, um, then you basically can't work at that hospital. Like they won't take your resume after that, and so that is um, that gets you can get um, in a bad position because of that. Just because yeah. you were just trying to get a job and you answered all the emails of all the millions of recruiters that are right. contacting you. So you have to be really careful. And of course they don't tell you that. No. Mm-mm. That's not mentioned. No. Nope. I got a third party recruiter um, twice now, actually in the last month, because apparently I'm a pharmacist. <laughs> Didn't know that. So I'm waiting for my raise to kick in. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I know. You got on some pharmacy list somehow. somehow. And I'm like, well, this happened twice. So I'm I'm going to be taking that to benefits tomorrow and being like, hey, guys, I think we got, um, <clears throat> I'm going to send this on the payroll. I think there's a problem. <laughs> <in my chair." laughs> 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure it'll be straightened out by the next paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, so some more things to think about with recruiters is you might be talking to a recruiter that's based in Wyoming or New York mm -hmm. or wherever, and you're trying to get a job in Texas or California or Idaho. Um, and you might be living in a place that's not close to where you're working or you want to work. And that recruiter doesn't really know. They don't know the hospital culture. They don't know anybody that works there. Um, they can't really help you see if you're a, a fit for that or if they're the hospitals a fit for you. And they can't promise you things. If you don't see it in writing, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. Yeah. That's one thing. Like I did work with, I've worked with a couple of different recruiters and I was very like trusting <laughs> and um, they'll, they'll They'll tell you the very highest of the um, pay scale. They're like, yeah, yeah, I can get you in here at this amount. And they really want someone just with your credentials and everything. And that may or may not be true. So you really have to do your own homework. It's really important to do your own homework and verify what actually is happening. And you can call, um, I would suggest that you call HR as well because they will um they may not give you their pay scale but they can answer a lot of questions right and usually <clears throat> at a hospital that's large enough at least not only is there a recruiter but there is specifically a nurse recruiter typically mm -hmm. who only works with the nurse hires and the rn hires and so they will be very familiar especially if there has been a third-party recruiter involved with your specific information um that they might be able to discuss with you um but if not they're going to be certainly familiar with nursing hires in general because that's literally all they do so mm -hmm. you can typically get um a lot of even just a lot of general information from them that would be helpful so don't ever give your resume unless you really are like yes i want you to work to get me a job and do your own research and i i looked at um what is it mm -hmm. it's not ladders so while Carrie's thinking of what she's trying to remember, uh, I'm going to say, so look for recommendations, especially for staying local to where you are. Look for recommendations. Most likely you're going to know a couple other nurses at this point. Um, you know, even if it's something as simple as going on Facebook and be like, hey guys, where's a good place to work as a nurse? And where do you, why do you like it? Uh, and get some information that way. People are typically very willing to share uh, very willing to share that kind of information. Uh, you know, hey, I love my job. Or and they, hopefully they'll private message you if it's a non, because um, it's a professional thing to do rather than put on yeah. Facebook. If it's non-flattering, they're like, you know, hey, I really had a bad experience here. Or, um, But, you know, look, get recommendations, personal recommendations for people who actually know you um, are going to be a lot more helpful because they hopefully we'll know your fit and what would be good for you. Yeah, that's a great way to find a good recruiter too, is to go on those nurse forums and ask like, hey, who should I go with? Mm -hmm. And then that'll help them out too because they often will get a referral bonus for referring a nurse. Um, so the website I was thinking of is Glassdoor. Have you ever been on there? No, never. Okay, well, I'm just really nosy, I guess. So I love Glassdoor because you – it's, it's sometimes it's hard to like weed through all of like the 
people that are just so disgruntled and they just complain about everything. But you can go and put in a company's name and then see um, like who the CEO is and what people think of him and then like um, what they think of whatever unit that they're on or like you can kind of search for like your position and like see what people think. So is this specific to medicine, nursing, just job site in general? Jobs in general. So it's all different organizations. It is. Um, I found it to be fairly accurate. Nice. Good to yeah. Hear. So it's a good kind of window into that. Yeah. Anytime you can do more of your own recon, I think it's beneficial or verifying facts, verifying stuff. But yeah, get, get recommendations. Personal recommendations are great. Um, and then do, do some of your own legwork. Yep. So you've waded through the application. You've worked with a recruiter, either the hospital one or independent one. And so what's the next step? Reflex. <laughs> it's not reflex. <laughs> Stay engaged. Keep on it. Keep on it. Call. It, I mean, if with a little bit of detective work, you can sure lock your way into knowing who the manager is, of the, of the hiring manager of the unit that you're mm-hmm. applying for. And I'm not saying harass them. I'm just saying to be on their mind. Um, there is one nurse that would, she was a new grad, and she would not stop bothering me. And finally, I said, fine, fine. If you want to work here so bad, right? you've got a job. <laughs> it's so just, she'd already interviewed. She'd interviewed, but I went with somebody else. Gotcha. And, but she just kept on it. And, and so finally we got another position. I was like, fine. I mean, you've called every single week for weeks. And she's awesome. There you go. She did great. And she was super motivated. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, if she's that motivated for her application, then she's probably <laughs> going to be motivated in her job. So yeah, that's so I'm not, I'm not saying do it a hundred times a day. No. But okay. like once a week, once every other week. like Definitely okay. Yeah. Do it. Um, and as a hiring manager, I actually... Um, respected and appreciated that that somebody because it does take a little bit of gumption to to go in and I, I, it's a tactic I do myself so maybe that's why but the, a lot of times especially in large companies and hospitals uh, there's like a sifting that happens and there's so many applications that HR is flooded with for those recs uh, that they then have to wade through them and look for those that they feel are appropriate for that position Mm -hmm. and you could be amazing and for whatever reason if they don't see that on paper you're not going to make that first cut so you're not even going to get an interview and you're not even going to get passed on then to the hiring manager so they're not even going to see all of your applications they can go in and say hey i would like to request so and so if they have a name i would like to look at their application but if it hasn't if they don't do that um HR is the one who is sifting through all of that nonsense. Yes. Like these units, they don't see any of it. So you need to make yourself known. Absolutely. You want that boss to be like, I would like to look at Erin K. Wood's application, in fact, because she came in and introduced herself and gave me a little bit of information mm-hmm. and made me want to get an aura a little better and show that she actually is interested in this job and not passive about it. Um, and, but yeah, don't stalk them. That gets creepy, but <laughs> yes, there don't is bring a them line. things. Don't bring them things. Oh, yeah. Like no. your cover letter. That's yes, okay. don't bring them presents. Uh-uh. There was um, a nursing student 
who worked so hard. So when you're a nursing student on a on a unit that you want to work on, you're in a job interview oh, every yeah. minute that you're on that Use clinical. And this nurse was a great nursing student. She did a project, not that she wanted to do, but that what I needed her to do. And she did amazing. And I couldn't wait to hire her. And it just worked out that I could. And um, she's amazing. Yeah. And I'm so glad that she was, did, her, did her clinical rotation on, on that unit. Almost nobody, This, I mean, human resources, you're great. But personal referrals are how yeah. I've hired almost every nurse because what like you were saying they they have to weigh through so many and it's so hard to know like what you're getting but most of the time when they send like just random applications that they've screened they're like meh they're not that great or no it's hard to tell sometimes it's so hard they're not the right fit they're like trying to make somebody kind of fit in to the um requirements and they just don't fit so if you know somebody that you know is good like if they're at your house all the time because they called in sick not them no but if you know that they're a good nurse (laughs) and then have them email their boss or talk to their boss and say hey i know my friend is or my colleague or i used to work with them or whatever she'd work great here and and have them pull your resume have the boss pull your resume from your friend friend's um recommendation um or you can also if again if you know that they're good (laughs) then say hey i'm gonna email um the hiring manager i'm going to mention you so they might ask you you about me so please talk me up um and then say hey i am so and so i'm carrie halsey and i'm super interested in being i'm a med surgeon nurse on your unit because erin works there and she always is talking about how great it is and how she loves it and so i want to work somewhere where i love it and that gets my attention oh yeah absolutely on a number of levels mm-hmm. so definitely it again it's it gets it's your face out there, gets your name out there, it makes you a known entity rather than like a stack, you know, an application and a stack of papers where they really, it's kind of a gamble anytime you have that personal in. And of course, if you've already employed that nurse and they're a good nurse, you're that's going to carry a lot of weight um, when you're getting that recommendation. So Absolutely. You can, we have a handy dandy article on staffsisters.com that tells you and gives a little example of a letter of inquiry that we're just talking about and some other tips about um, applying for a nursing position so go there and read it and share it love it let's move on to a question fake questions oh wait questions oh yeah (laughs) jingle (laughs) if you would like to design our jingle please contact us (laughs) we'll pay you zero dollars and lots of gratitude yes um so i actually you, you can listen to this um mini podcast it was with isabella del bello um during nurses week but she asked me this question um but i'm going to ask erin too to share what she thinks about this okay, okay. um 
So she's channeling my Isabella here. Okay, <laughs> so she wanted to, she wanted to be um, an OB nurse. So she basically she wanted to go right into a specialty, but um, she wasn't sure she was going to be able to. And she was saying, "Hey, what do you think? Specialty? Um, should I keep trying for that, or or should I just um, get what I get, just so I can start working?" Okay, so I think. My, my answer is going to be, it depends. It depends on your need. Can you wait? Do you financially need to dive right into a job? Or are you financially able to, you know, maybe you have another source of income in your home. You can wait two, three, four, six months to try to get into a specialty job. Um, with that being said, especially as a new grad, if you are waiting as a hiring manager, um, every month you're not employed as a new grad, I'm looking like you're less employable I'm looking at you and wondering well why are you graduated from nursing school for six months and not working yet so it kind of makes it uh I would think it was a detriment honestly but maybe you're just switching jobs I don't know but regardless I would say look at your own situation can you can you handle waiting a month or two or do you really need to you know feet on the ground get going also look at your region. What's available in your area? Is it uh, even an option to go straight into a specialty unit? Because like we said, there's been this huge recession across the nation and specifically to nursing. Um, and for a long time, that wasn't, it wasn't even thought about anymore. It used to be very commonly done to go straight into a specialty unit and kind of um, they would create you into you know, their own little nurse and train you from the ground up. But that kind of went away for a while. So look to see in your area, is that something that's even a feasible goal for you? And you can do that by simply talking to nurse recruiters or talking to you know, HR departments or even, even your fellow nurses that you know, maybe at the hospital you're looking at or hospital systems. Um, so that, I think, is going to be your first step is what, what do you need personally and what's available in your area. Secondary to those things um, I would say, again, don't wait too long. If if things aren't readily available in a specialty, it's better to start getting experience, um, not even getting a paycheck, but to start getting experience and learning and growing because you can change. And a lot of nurses do that. It's very, very common to start out in one field and move to another field, either coming in as that's um, your long-term goal. And a lot of hiring managers kind of expect that. You know, when they ask you, that five-year goal question. It's not uncommon, and I don't see it, especially if I work in a general field. I don't see it as a bad thing just for somebody to say, you know, my end goal, I'd like to be an ICU nurse, but in order to do that, I need to get some med surge experience. So I plan on working here for three or four years and then eventually going into ICU. I see that as a motivated individual, not somebody that's jumping ship. That's somebody I still want to invest time and money in and training because they have, um, they have an end goal to work towards right and that's where you're going to be sending your patients to yes <laughs> it's true a lot of hospitals with that being said a lot of units and hospitals have restrictions on transferring especially if you're a new hire or new grad when you're trained in a unit they may say you know you have to stay for a year you're contractually obligated if you're within if you stay within that hospital you need to stay for a year until you move to another unit and that's to just ensure that they're not losing money because it costs tens and thousands of dollars to train new nurses whether you're a new grad or just new to the floor um, and so they're not losing money in, in their investment 
within you. So you need to be prepared and see if that's something that you're willing to stick out. You know, if your heart truly is in this other field, but you need to start working and you need to start getting experience as a new grad, especially. Um, just know kind of what your, not what your limitations are, but what the expectations are. Mm -hmm. I agree with all of that. Thank you. And I think I would just add and reemphasize that no matter where you land, it's going to be valuable. Absolutely. And every little thing that I've done has contributed to the person and the clinician that I am now, and I am grateful for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, have, would I go back and do every job that I've ever done again? No. Mm. Given, given an opportunity, <laughs> I sure wouldn't. If it was a matter of... I have to make a paycheck, then I sure might. <laughs> but but it, I have I have learned um, valuable skills and information and clinical thought process and everything from every single job that I have done in, in my nursing career. So that's something that um, I appreciate and value. So it's really kind of what you make of it, honestly. It's okay. If you have to take your licks on a med surge floor and you're like, I don't want to be a med surge nurse, that's okay. You don't have to stay a med surge nurse, but you can learn so much while you're there. Yes, and you may just fall in love with it. It happens. Med surge is really awesome. It's complicated and amazing, and you're constantly evolving and learning so many things because it's so wide and varied. Um, I was never bored. If I didn't oh have such a, a pre-existing passion for OB, I would have been perfectly happy staying on med surge. You're always challenged in learning. Yeah, and the things. teamwork on my, you know, is awesome. Yeah, and absolutely. I just, there was nothing, I didn't leave it because I hated it at all. I just really, really wanted to go and do women's health. Right, right. And there's part of me, and I think I've mentioned this, that I do part of my clinical self, like kind of misses. I appreciate, and when I get to go back and... Um, I still occasionally float back and support those adult health floors. And it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I knew that. I got, I still got this. And mm -hmm. it's kind of it's nice to use that part of your brain. Because, you know, different units, you have different skills that you use. So I definitely appreciate what I've learned there. I love this Nurses in the News. Thanks. It's, I do too. Anyway, this is from, this actual event happened a year ago. But it's an ongoing process. And I just wanted to share it because it's really, really neat. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. And this actually hits home. I send it to Carrie because it's something that's local to me. Um, and it is something personal to me because I, I know this family. Um, and this is, I know the family of the patient. And this is also uh, my team. This is who I work with at work. And <clears throat> excuse me, I work with at my job. And I'm very honored and proud to be able to, to say that. And so uh, what it is, is we're actually highlighting the folks at St. Luke's Meridian. Um, and they're, they've been, what they've been doing is last year they started a, a walk of respect for any time we have an organ donor um, that has passed and is uh, on their way to the OR. So at this facility, uh, the, the patients, of course, are kept on life support, typically up in the ICU, uh, and then they're wheeled down to the OR. And in this situation, the, uh, the director of the unit just felt, that because it was very personal to a lot of the staff members and a lot of the employees that had been there and either known this patient who had known Mark or his, uh, his mother, who is, a work, who is a nurse there at St. Luke's, um, they felt... You know, it, they felt the need to do something. They felt the need to do more. And so what they did is they just simply lined the halls. They just, when Mark was being transported down to the OR um, for his organ donation, 
the employees just line the halls and kind of like you would see, uh, you know, a, a military tribute or with um, officers and firefighters and uh, just stood there and just silently stood there and paid their respect as he as he was uh, as he was will by, and it's something that they started last year with Mark and they've continued uh, to do so. And his his mother, um, ugh, hang on, <laughs> um, Mark was a young man. He was only twenty four and he had just graduated um, college. And he had moved back with his parents and was studying for CPA before he moved to Seattle the next month when he passed his exam. And he was a bright, bright spot in a lot of people's lives. And I was fortunate enough to his work to have worked with his mother for many years uh, back when we both worked in the adult health field. Um, we're no longer, either of us are there. But I literally multiple times have said, you know, I want to... I want to be Suzanne when I grow up. That's the nurse I want to be. Um, she's just an amazing person and it's just an amazing family. And I wasn't privileged to know Mark personally, but, um, you know, just the, the pride that she spoke with, uh, about her son, um, before, you know, and, and even, and since his death, it just, it just sends a message and it really impacts you. And Mark had wanted to be an organ donor. And so, um, they didn't know, his parents didn't know that the, the staff was going to do this. Um, but they did, and they were just, they were just blown away by the respect that was shown and, um, and the, the honor that they, they wanted to pay, to pay Mark. And I think it's such a simple, but powerful, uh, a powerful act to give this young man and all of the donors that we've had since then. In Mark's case, his organ donation actually affected seven different individuals, um, which is just, of course, amazing. And it has been huge in helping his parents and his family heal, you know, through their, through their grieving process. Um, so I just wanted to, when I saw this, this article, I was like, oh, I just wanted to, you know, hats off. Um, very proud of the of the staff and what they did and uh, it was amazing because when it started it was just kind of employees initially on the unit and as the word spread quickly as it does in the hospital people started coming down from all different floors from different you know we had housekeeping kitchen staff I mean just that's so amazing yeah people just kind of came out of the woodworks and wanted to be a part of that you know they just wanted to feel that um that emotion and that solidarity and that in that respect so I just really wanted to to say way to go guys you know that's an amazing gift for the family because there is it is hard i'm sure um thank you for sharing that story yeah that's my honor um i want to encourage everyone to think about being an organ donor i was kind of ambivalent about it for a long time um until, of course, it touched me personally when my daughter received um, bone grafts donated by an organ donor. And that changed her life. And so now I'm like, well, duh. <laughs> we need to be doing this. And so now my, my whole family has um, all the ones that are old enough to say yes. They're all organ donors. And so please look into it. And we're going to put the link to this amazing story on the website so you can look for it. And there's also a video that we'll link to that uh, Mark's family talks about what this meant to them to have this done for them. So that's all for this week. Great topics. 
Great yeah. nurses in the news. I really, I, we had a great week this week. Yeah, it was really good. So I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. I hope something we said, you know, impacts you and and uh, and helps you in your job search, or maybe you know, maybe maybe the story just affected you as much as it, it did as it did us. Um, and just you know, we all need something that drives our passion and you know gives us a reason to keep doing what we're doing because we are so lucky to be nurses. And so congratulations for those of you who are newly going into this field. It's, it's amazing. It's a great job and you're, you're cream of the crop. All right. Well, we will see you next week. All right. See you later. Bye.